It's June 25th, 2022. This is episode six of The Mike Newman Show. Welcome once again as we entertain another Breakfast with Dr. Tim, where Tim and I spend a little time at a local Austin eatery, uh, have a little breakfast, and then have a conversation. And here we go. Yeah, so we find ourselves here once again. Just had some good breakfast. Indeed. It was, a, it was, it was good. It's been an interesting week. Uh, I'm not sure which direction to talk about today, but it's a little hard to not at least acknowledge the uh, Supreme Court ruling in, uh, was it Dobbs versus Franklin, I believe, is the case that was announced. Was it Mississippi? Well, uh, the, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it? the, it's the Mississippi case, but yeah. I, think the, I think the actual case title is Dobbs versus Franklin or something like that. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, that uh, uh, that opinion was uh, announced yesterday, and, uh, and uh, the world kind of went wild. So I still, I've only read 10 or 20 pages into the, to the uh, opinion, so I don't have a a firm reaction to it yet, but uh, certainly it's uh, it's caused a, a bit of a, a tidal wave in uh, in uh, judicial interpretation right now. So it it'll obviously be around as a topic of conversation for a while, I suspect. Yeah, and with the leaked opinion, we I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of conversation about is it. Is this going to apply enough pressure, or you know, what was the intent of the leak and the whole discussion of that? But now it's official; it is a ruling of the Supreme Court, and you know, it's a historic event. Yeah. Any? Very, very true. Very true. So, yeah, and other than that, I mean, I, I didn't really. We discussed a little bit before uh, before breakfast arrived. Kind of been a busy week, and. It's to me. It's interesting how, if I don't go seeking out news, um, I'm just a happier person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must admit, this week I've, I've actually been uh, far more uh, interested in, in trying to understand a little bit about what's happening with the economy in general and with the stock market mm-hmm. in, in general. Uh, they, uh, at the beginning of the week, I was kind of convinced that we were in a total freefall. Uh, seems to have stabilized a bit and actually popped back up, at least as measured by the stock market, popped back up a good bit yesterday. Uh, but we're, we're, we're still, from a, from a, as an old guy with a, a, a retirement uh, fund that I count on for uh, for livelihood. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a really depressing uh, year thus far, uh, mm-hmm. going from a from a very high peak in uh, at the beginning of the year in January to uh, down uh, around oh, 23 percent or so. Uh, I was going to say I time. thought it was down about 20 percent from from January. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, it's when you're when you're not when a paycheck's not coming in, and that is your paycheck as yeah. you're drawing and you're needing those dividends, you're needing all that, um, and it's been formulated into the math. I mean, we go to these uh, 
financial advisors and so forth, and they all have their formulas, and we kind of count on that. Yeah. All right, so it's interesting. I, I, the financial advisor that I used, I, I posed a question earlier the week that, that based on my back of the envelope calculations, I, I tend to watch the S&P 500, mm-hmm. and based on my back of the envelope uh, uh, projection of where, where it might go and where it might bottom out, I was, was uh, asked the question of, uh, of my financial advisor, would he, would he think that... that a bottom of the S&P 500 of around uh, 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 3,350 or so. It's, it's sitting at around 3,800 right now. Mm. And uh, my thought was that it was, was likely to go down to 3,350 as the interest rate, increased interest rates kicks in and the like. And, and uh, so I posed that question. And interestingly enough, I haven't gotten a response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it may be that I, I I may be looking at it a little more pessimistically than uh, than uh, the financial people, or they may be looking at it a little more optimistically than uh, than it warrants. So it'll be interesting to see. Ever since they've gone into this whole um, printing of the money thing, and I mean that's been going on for a long time, but uh, just doing it wholesale the last uh, three to five years. Uh, I kind of, I just keep asking myself, where is the there there? I mean, that that I don't, I don't have an answer. Nobody gives me an answer to that. It's it's more about well, the returns are looking good and and all that. And I said, but is that just recirculating air? Is that like when the AC stops running and you're and you're you're living off that cool air that's left in the ducts? Yeah. Um, that's. That's a very Texas observation, I guess, or Florida, but yeah. Well, it's 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 from my perspective, it's frustrating that that so much of the spending that's occurred, uh, particularly over the last several years, all seems to have been aimed at at essentially putting money in other people's pockets as opposed to uh, creating something that. I would then characterize as having been an investment. Uh, if you, even if, if even when you talk about infrastructure, uh, we, we I remember we we, mm-hmm. we passed bills to put a trillion dollars or so into infrastructure, but I see when I look into it that very little of that money has been spent. And I saw a report this week that, lo and behold. The costs for road projects and the like were running 20 to 30 percent higher than mm-hmm. had been projected in the, when that bill was passed literally a year or so ago, and and so uh, it, it seems that so much of the uh, of the uh, money that's been allocated is, has just been thank you going into pockets as opposed mm-hmm. to putting in place something that would. That'd be long-term beneficial, and that's that's very frustrating. And, and it, it, it also gives an indication that as inflation has gone up, uh, the, 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 re, the reason, but the, 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 it seems a stark reason, is that there's way too much money in people's pockets, and they're chasing far too few goods. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any way out of that. I don't see anybody taking the... The serious steps to uh, to correct that, and so I guess more so than any of the 
downturns over the last 30 years or so that I've experienced, I, I'm a little bit more pessimistic about there being a, a, a good recovery in this particular situation. Yeah, my concern's related because I, you know, I may be saying the same thing that you're saying, I don't know, we'll find out, but um, the assumptions that we used to be able to make about how we would recover what types of jobs would suddenly get um, uh, hired or yeah, uh, uh, manufacturing, uh, farming, uh, all of those seem to be on the decline or being starved out because their supply chains are not able to feed into them. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, find it, I find it intriguing that... Uh, we, we, we seem to be in a, in a, in a period of, of very high employment. The unemployment rate is, seems to be what we, I would characterize as historically very low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's, there's no way that I see where we're going to start getting increased value out of uh, the production of goods and services. Uh, so, so you you would normally think that that uh, if you had a, a period of of, uh, of uh, high employment and you the economy was starting to slow, that you would see a boost in in salaries. People would be making more money, uh, and yet that. That doesn't seem to be the case. We seem that inflation is wiping out increases in uh, in uh, wages or uh, wage increases, and and so it's just a weird it's a weird environment. It's unlike any that that uh, I've paid attention to for the last thirty or forty years. And as I you know don't want to walk, talk too much about the day job, but I've I've had more and more conversations with colleagues about uh, the old. And I, and I hang out with a lot of engineer types in my in my job, and it's like, guys, unless I'm reading this wrong, we have too many variables and not enough equations. We we, we just have we're being asked what what do we do for this 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 in this case because we have to take into account all of like you said all of these other things that um, we we just don't have. Uh, a model that takes them all into account in a way that can give us an accurate number for what a wage should be for that type of job and how to price that, etc. So, and in the meantime, I think um, there's a lot of concern about how long this hamster wheel is going to keep hamstering. Yes. And, and I'm not saying this in the, in the job context, haven't had those context, con- conversations at work, but just in general is, I remember before Trump was elected, I was listening on a, because of the economy that was going to be inherited by Trump, and which he did, and it just looked... From their perspective, like that is like dollar-ending scenario of what the 45th president 
whoever they were would have to deal with. And the question was, why would you want to be president? <laughs> You're just getting handed this bucket, right? And yet, when Trump came in and immediately, relatively immediately, removed a lot of the artificial uh, restrictions, the you know we heard a lot of talk about regulation, you know, loosening that so that business businesses could go. I don't think that's a kid. I think there's some kind of <laughs> mechanical <laughs> squeal thing. Or it's a ghost in the machine. I'm not I am not willing to ignore that possibility either. Anyway, segue. But now we see with all those regulations just whiplashing back under the Biden administration, how fragile this whole thing is because we've become so locked into what Washington, the power it has over so many things. Right. I, I think an interesting case of that was uh, this, this week, uh, I've mentioned many times that uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX are, are my favorite, uh, uh, my favorite entrepreneur in the space industry, and SpaceX is a, is a marvelous company from the standpoint of being able to make things work and make some things work that I've heard about all my life, the reusable, re reusable rockets and spacecraft and all of that, and they're, they're doing a great job of it. And this week, I, we saw the, the federal government essentially jumping in to put the whole brakes on that through their environmental assessment of the uh, SpaceX facility in South Texas, mm -hmm. which... But the only way you can per interpret it is that, that whatever group did that environmental impact statement, we're, we're giving much marching orders to shut down SpaceX. They, yeah. they, they're, they're getting too far ahead of everybody else, and we need to we need to shut them down. And I've looked a little bit into the 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 uh, list of things that the that the environmental impact statement was going to require of SpaceX, and you know, they have nothing to do with with uh, with launching spacecraft successfully without adversely impacting the environment. They're all so many of the of the individual items are are purely social make work mm. projects. And the interesting kicker was the the statement in the environmental impact statement that. If even if SpaceX does all the things listed, that doesn't guarantee that they will give them approval to go ahead with their launch facilities. And so we're we're into a, a, an environment where here's a company that's doing great and seems to be very conscientious and doing a good job, and it has been become part of the uh, of the. Uh, uh, the business of the government to essentially slow them down, yeah, and or, or shut them down, and that's that's very frustrating. But that that seems to be what's going on uh, in in lots of other areas as well. Certainly, the energy sector mm -hmm. uh, that, that's uh, that's certainly the case, and that permeates so much of the economy that uh, you you have to think that that so much of the Potential downturn in the in the economy that we see is essentially planned. It's it's a result of direct actions on the part 
of the government primarily, that it, it, it makes it extremely difficult to understand how to predict how we're going to how we're going to work our way through all of that. Yeah, I think the way I would characterize it is if it's at some levels, I'm sure it's planned or at least very, very much um, appreciated. I, I, we're whatever gets planted, we're going to reap it eventually. And, and if we start creating all of these, uh, I mean. There's been a lot of, for example, the Department of Education. So we just look at the Department of Education, and when um, Trump was talking about dismantling it, kind of like he talked about dismantling the Department of Energy, and uh, Rick Perry was appointed. I mean that that all. But when the when the yelping began, I think we found a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, when the yelping about that began, they just assumed that that agency had been there since the founding of the country. Yeah. And the Department of Education wasn't established until 1979. Yeah. But it was something that basically unionized labor wanted to put in place, tried to put in place for nearly a decade, and they finally got Jimmy Carter to do it. So... We've none of this happened overnight. It's just all all the weeds are starting to pop up now through yeah. the grass. Yeah, yeah that's that's very, very true, and and it's uh, uh, well, I think I think the, the Trump presidency has has really brought into focus the the battle between what's generally characterized as the deep state and and everything else. And uh, the deep state has lots and lots of power, so mm -hmm. it's a it's a, 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 a strange environment. And the Trump presidency highlights virtually every topic um, that is of critical importance to us as a country, and and that will be misheard. What I just said, that some will say, "Oh, that's because Trump was the best president ever." take the oath of office mm -hmm. and others would be like he's the worst I mean the the end of civilization occurred because that man was cheated his way and yes. was controlled by the Russians and all that just two completely opposite views and in the middle there is a guy <laughs> who was known for saying you're fired on a TV show and really and and putting gold filigree on everything all right so the man is over the top blah 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 but he was in that office and in some ways he did absolutely terrible like i would say his covid response was absolutely terrible Mm -hmm. He made decisions that we're still going to deal with, possibly till this thing just the wheels fall off. But on the other hand, he stood up to a bunch of sacred cows and said, "No." <laughs> and why he did that? That's in his head. That figure that out. But he was. Uh, 
elemental, fundamental, maybe not fundamental, but certainly played a significant part in the ruling yesterday by by appointing those judges that that he did. And so uh, that's that's a history book fact that will be there is that Trump made a campaign promise that he would put justices on the Supreme Court with the intention of overturning Roe v. Wade. And some of those judges leading up until yesterday, a lot of folks that were like, yeah, Trump did this. They were all over the map on other constitutional issues as well. So you you still were wondering up to the uh, leaked opinion, what was going to come out of this court? Well, I think, and, and, and I think the, 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 we, we've kind of come full, full circle back around yeah, yeah. to that, but, but certainly uh, I, I have been pondering since, uh, well, since reading the, uh, the leaked opinion, but mm-hmm. they've been pondering since uh, been reading the opinion that was announced yesterday, trying to understand where that, where that puts us. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a judicial standpoint, uh, my, my, my general reaction, my, my first blush reaction to the opinion that was released yesterday, is that it's a disaster, and it's a disaster for the very people that are happy that it happened. So I I I I, I view that I view that that the pathway it puts out is. Karl Marx and Frederick Engels would have been very happy with that opinion. And and, and that, is this the Ninth Amendment linkage that you're talking well, about, or it's, beyond it, that? It's 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 both. It, well, it's the Ninth Amendment, but mm-hmm. it's also it, it basically it, it basically again from my very cursory look at it, it basically greases the skids for the whole concept of the dictatorship of the proletariat. Mm. That's essentially what it says. Basically says there is no constitutional protection against what a state wants to do. So uh, it, 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 it essentially took uh, the decision of infringement of a personal health issue, which I would have always characterized as personal privacy, it basically changed that from a, 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 a if you look at, at, at legislation that's going to infringe upon personal health decisions, it took it from uh, requiring uh, review under strict scrutiny to simply requiring review under uh, a rational uh, basis. And, and uh, 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 that, that essentially says that Within a state, if they they, they they feel like they want to do it, and then then they can do it, and that there is no overriding constitutional protection uh, against legislation, and so pretty much we're back in the mode that that uh, whatever whatever a state wants to do, it's going to be allowed to do under this environment, and and I view that as as one that is interested in individualism, uh, I view that I view that the, this opinion is an absolute disaster for the whole concept of individualism. It's very, very much a 
uh, sets in place a, um, an environment that is designed for the collectivist approach. And it, uh, it provides for unfettered control by the collective over the individual. And I, I view that as, as very, very bad. So on my perception of it is not nearly that. Uh, that doesn't take me there. Yeah. It to me, it's it's um, it lets air back into the conversation of what is life, when does life begin, and when when do human rights begin? Because my concern all along has been, uh, yeah, and it's not, I'm, these aren't just throwaway words. I'm concerned about the life and quality of life of the mother or the mother that chooses to end her pregnancy. Because to me, and I think it's been proven, that there's an emotional hit to a woman when she decides or goes through with an abortion that that is that is a decision that um, a man will never have to make I, I agree that that's that's where her <laughs> the way she is created gives her the the blessing and the responsibility for that for that life and um, and yet to me that's a life and that discussion, even, I think we talked about it before, even the laws before Roe v. Wade were, um, there, there were restrictions on abortion, but abortion was allowed, or the outcome of Roe v. Wade was that the early trimester um, abortion was still allowed. But over time, what we've done without any clear federal legislation on that, because we've been existing, correct me if I'm wrong, without any federal legislation, which is clearly in the jurisdiction of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court intervened, and I think as if, and, and if I'm characterizing what I understood you saying over these years, codifying a right through the judicial process, identifying it that was basically a right that's understood in the Ninth Amendment context, but linking a, de a, a decision to that. Is, is that accurate, in, uh, at least in that linking? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. That, that's my understanding. Yeah. So, um, so the court did that. I don't think they even discussed that. And, and I'm just saying the court should have if they didn't. No, no, in the, in the decision yesterday, the court basically, a, a, a fundamental right had been recognized by the Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade, and that right was set aside yesterday. So it, it was explicitly, it was explicitly stated that there is no right of personal privacy. So, and we won't have it here just because of time, I'm sure, yeah. but I think... Well, and, I, and, and, and both of time, but, but also... Uh, from my own perspective, I, I need to think about it and and, and and look at it in much more detail because I, I'm I'm really going by by uh, uh, a, a very cursory reading of mm -hmm. twenty or thirty pages of the the opinion and and uh, I'm sure that there 
there's a lot of nuance that's uh, that's left to be understood, and there are probably ramifications that, that I need to better understand. So, yeah. and, and and not to uh, memeify the entire thing, but there is a meme going around from yesterday from a woman protesting this ruling where she's got her shirt lifted up, she's pregnant, clearly pregnant, and she's written not a human on her on her pregnant belly. Mm-hmm. And I really want to talk about that, America. Yeah. And, yeah. and and see where that leads because we've been told it's a clump of cells. We've been told that gestating human life is just a clump of cells. And to me, the dehumanization of a preborn child, we've got to talk about that in the open now. And I, and, I what, and what rights that human that, uh, that, w- will that, have, that's, should that, have. That's, that's the, that, that, to me, those are, those are really interesting points, and they're, they're, they're the points to, to be considered. And uh, I think, the, from my perspective, the idea of when does life begin has always been a straw man. Okay, I, I, I think that, that when, when someone, and, 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 and it's been very successful in the case of, of the meme that you just mentioned, where, where the lady says, not a human being. Well, that's obviously nonsense. It's obviously uh, a pregnant, uh, a fetus is obviously uh, a human. And the issue is, where the discussion has to go is, at what point does that human deserve and uh, will they be able to receive the full constitutional protections of an adult, you and me? Right. Okay, and I, I think I raised the issue previously. That, you did. What that, are the implications of that? What are the do, implications do you have a government person as soon as, as, soon as that egg is fertilized? Sta- yeah. I'm, I'm standing here with my arms crossed looking very stern. Well, you yeah, know, not, you know, not necessarily a government person, but an attorney. Yeah. And if, uh, if, 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 if the idea then is that that person needs to be represented, then it's a full employment program for attorneys. Yeah. Because the minute that, uh, the minute that a, a, a woman learns that she's pregnant, then an attorney should be appointed because if there's no right of personal privacy, I don't understand where the concept comes from that a person gets to automatically be responsible for their child. Yeah. I, I, don't, see, I don't see any way in the world that you can say, that's my child. That is no longer your child. That is a, that is a child that, whose, whose control, whose existence is controlled by the state. And that's what the ruling yesterday said to me. And so that that's where it's yep. it, it, it's a it's a it's a really interesting point. And, and, and in, in all probability, uh, I'm, I'm overreacting to that. I, I it's fresh, that. you know. It's but a, but, yeah. but that's what it means to have a conversation about it. Yeah, you, you've got to go. You've got to go all the way back and yeah. say, you know, and and if if on the basis of a of a uh, uh, a rational basis mm-hmm. decision. Essentially, a state can say, we're going to do this, you know, and it, it impacts you. Well, if, if the state can say, you can't have an abortion, the state can also say, you got to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so are, we, are we comfortable as a society with that state? It, 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 we're, we're leaving 
that entire environment down to a 51 to 49 percent decision and, and, and or a stacked court or a removal of I mean and, and like we've said consistently is and even just this morning there are so many variables now that we don't have long-standing equations to work them through we, all we have at the moment well we, we have some fundamental I would say operating instructions for while on earth this is how this works. Yeah. And then we have people that come along that are charismatic or, um, and it's, it's happened. I mean, that's how we got kings and lords and ladies and all of that. And, and we think we shrugged it off, but no, just, just look at America's fatuation with a dying monarchy because we made a couple of neat movies about it over the years, and well, so. Look at our infatuation with the with, with the, the, the the tech oligarchs. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that if if uh, if uh, 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 surprise surprise the the, the the Twitter world loves the tech guys that are in charge mm-hmm. of the Twitter Twitter world. Yeah. Uh, until such a time as. Somebody else may be in charge of it, in which case it's... Uh, oh, it's they totally bad. flipped their gourd. Yeah. yeah. And, and they got to burn it all to the ground before that guy... Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's a whole other... And, and yeah. Yeah. No. But, the, but I, I think the bottom line out of it all is, is that that having a conversation is going to be, is going to be a, an interesting... It's going to be interesting... Uh, because as a society, we've we've gone away from the idea of having conversations. Agreed. You know, I, I can I can I can recall with with great fondness uh, 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 listening to to uh, Buckley mm. uh, uh, forty years ago or fifty years ago on TV programs having having discussions with among. You know, some very, very smart, very smart people, and having uh, uh, some some completely eye-opening conversations. Uh, when, when, and in, in large part, you, you, they had conversations among people that were put, would be perfectly happy to change sides. You know, okay, you you argue this yeah. side, and I'll argue that side. You know, because they are honest enough to. To recognize that there are many sides to issues and there are many arguments, and that making an ultimate decision is going to be—it's going to be tough, and it's going to be—it it generally it comes down to uh, an educational process of the individual person. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's grounded in so many things, not least of which is who your parents were and who brought you up and uh, who, who, who provided your schooling and, uh, and, and, and so on. Back to what we talked about last week, culture. Yep. Uh, that a, a culture of, um, I mean, we talked today about curiosity like it's a, a magical thing, you know, just, just stay curious. Yeah. Well, yeah, to a point, but at some point you just can't wander around, wow, I wonder if this were true then that must be true. Yeah. Well, first of all, you got to establish at the first part of if this were true, is that true? And yet that step is skipped now 
out of, in my opinion, just dismissal. No, that to find out the answer to that question means that the rest of my objective would have to be discarded. Right. And therefore, the discussion's not allowed. Yeah. So, so yeah, we see we see probably that is the the, the, the dominant state that we're in right now, which is uh, very side say I, I I get to control the way that we have the discussion, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm only going to allow certain opinions. And uh, more than that, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not only not going to allow you to have that opinion, but I'm going to sanction you if you try to express that opinion and that's probably not a good way to have a conversation yeah i think so a lot of people are like so where do we go from here and my understanding of so taking this on straight away at at the federal level or whatever i don't think either side is prepared going back to having an actual honest conversation I don't think anybody at the federal level is interested in an honest conversation that hasn't already expressed trying to do so so I would say Rand Paul is probably interested in having honest conversations because he's proven at least over to me that he's willing to ask questions that he may know the answers to, but he also may just want to get other people to say what their answer is, right. because they've never been forced to give an answer for why they have a certain position. Right. So some of those folks carry on. There aren't enough of those folks, I believe, that are asking those questions. Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, probably another one. But then you've got 98 others that are just there to be elected and hold their power but locally we're starting to see people asking questions and not putting up with uh oh you've run out of time um blah 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 in our school boards because this is impacting people's families right now everything we're talking about everything abortion um the curriculum um cancel culture, um, COVID shots and so forth, all of that literally lands in our hometowns. And that's the school boards and city councils. um, That's as close as it gets to us. And I I think I think that's the, the first battleground. Sure. Or first discussion area. Well, it it, 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 it is. I actually, it's it's touched on. Uh, it was touched on in the uh, in the, uh, the opinion yesterday. Mm. Uh, I found it intriguing that that uh, uh, the, the, the 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 opinion tries to tries to make something about the idea of overturning what perceived to be perceived to be bad opinions from the Supreme Court in the past. Mm-hmm. And I found it interesting that the example used was the decision of Plessy versus Ferguson, which was overturned by Brown versus Board of Education, uh, which dealt with the concept of separate but equal. Mm-hmm. And I've made the point before that I find that that 
probably one of the more easy, from my perspective, one of the more, more easy uh, uh, Supreme Court decisions to overturn would be Brown versus Board of Education. And that, that if I really wanted to, I want to have a conversation, mm-hmm. I can actually see going back to Plessy versus Ferguson, the, 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 the idea of separate but equal, and saying, ah, well, at least relative to public education, separate but equal is a perfectly good approach. It's just that we needed to change what was done because what was done in public education was not separate but equal. It was, I want to to punish one group of people to the benefit of another person. Yeah. But in the case of public education, it seems that separate but equal says, here's the money I'm going to provide for public education. Yep. I divide that up by the number of students, mm-hmm. and I give each one of those students a check. Yep, the money follows the student. That's right. Not the, the student follow the money. Yep, and the student is absolutely free to do anything in the way that they want to do. So even the idea of vouchers starts to say, well, I want to maintain a government control over what that money can be spent with. But in point, it, 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 it seems that if you're going to support not education, but learning, mm-hmm. then you provide the money to the student and the student uses it to learn. Right. And that's done. Yeah. And and so if you take that approach, that, that would have been a perfectly reasonable response in Brown versus Board of Education to say, oh, we don't have to overturn Plessy versus Ferguson. We simply overturn the idea that a school board can actually run schools. The school board should do nothing more than establish a taxing basis mm-hmm. and provide a pot of money, and you give that pot of money equally to all of the students, and the education system will flow from how they want to spend that money. Yeah, it's probably a, a you know, in Mike's school of terrible analogies, in Texas we have municipal utility districts, mm-hmm. right, that are basically geographically defined. And they're based on need to deliver services, but they're, except in a few cases, they'll they'll set up amenities like a, a community center or, or something like, or a park or whatever, and they'll they'll figure out how to operate it. So that's probably where the analogy falls apart. But they're very small. They have charters, and and they have elected people to do those relatively minimal tasks and it's not a full-time job for any of those people it's just they feel called to serve in that way to be elected be responsible whatever and they're not career this that or anything else so but they operate under a framework of what those controls and budgets and what their limits of spending should be and so forth. Well, except that they, they, well, that, that, that they, 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 they have, from my view, the flaw that mm-hmm. they get to set the taxing rate and they get to spend the money. Yeah. And, and therein lies the rub. You can just set your own yep. budget and blow it and set it and blow it right. and set it and blow it. Right. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it's, it's a little bit like... Uh, how do you divide a, 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 a large piece of cake among a couple of kids? Well, you let one of them 
cut the piece and they cut it in two, and the, and the other person gets to choose which piece they want. You know? Yeah. I've, and I often thought about that with, uh, with the, you know, Plessy versus Ferguson, the idea of, of separate but equal uh, was put in place after the Louisiana law and was put in place early on to, uh, to segregate uh, uh, rail cars. So you had mm. you have a rail car and and, uh, and the one hard car for the colors and one car for the white. Yeah. And it always impressed me that that uh, the better way to deal with that, if, if you really wanted that, is that you draw lots as to you have mm. people standing in line to get on the car, uh, the rail car. You draw lots to see who gets to select which cars they get on. Mm. You know, so uh, if it, it, that, that precludes the idea that I have one really well-appointed rail car yeah. and one really crappy rail car. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the pictures of the uh, of the uh, uh, water fountains, right? Uh, the, yeah. You, you, what you see, you know, the white water fountain is the air conditioning, and the the colored water fountain is the is the faucet coming out. You know? Yeah. If you had uh, if you had uh, Two identical water fountains sitting there. Then the idea of well, one race uses this one and one race uses yeah. that one. I, I still find that a, 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 an important uh, decision point, but it's a lot less of a profound decision point at that point. Yeah. And, 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 and so, so, you know, the, 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 the fallacy is in the, in the idea that that. Uh, 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 I get to I get to set the tax rates and I get to collect the taxes and I also yeah. get to spend the money uh, as so, much as possible if you can do away with that. Hey, I, I, the real point I wanted to make there is, is is that is that in looking yesterday in yesterday's opinion, looking for an agree what was viewed as a as an opinion that was an agree, egregiously incorrect opinion, they selected Plessy versus Ferguson. But they didn't select Dred Scott. Mm. And if I were ever going to select a Supreme Court decision that was an egregiously incorrect decision, mm-hmm. I would always go back to Dred Scott. Yeah. And I found it interesting that they that they one didn't, didn't make the list. That didn't make the list. And what's even more interesting of, of it is that that I think the argument against that would be well, Dred Scott was reversed by a constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, I would say that that's interesting. What if we would have done the same thing yesterday? Yeah. Rather than having one Supreme Court opinion do away with a right of privacy that a different Supreme Court recognized, if you wanted to do away with that, then you pass a constitutional amendment to to change it. Yeah. But you don't change it through another Supreme Court opinion. And that's that's another that's another conversation I think that would be well yeah, because given the fact that the Supreme Court opinion that's there was only there because of a Supreme Court opinion, not because of a constitutional argument. Yeah. And so if you don't if you if you, if you say I I, I I I look in the Constitution and I don't find a right of abortion if I look at the Constitution, I also don't find a right of judicial review of the constitutionality of laws. So, so we have a lot of questions to ask. There, yeah, I, just, I think we, we touched on that in the past. I think yeah, we exactly. have lots of questions. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's a good place to wrap it up for this week, I think. Well, it will be. One of the things that I'll toss out because I think sure. the reason it's important is that we're, we're, we're touching on 
some very complex issues. Yeah. And and we're obviously cherry picking, you know, what what we want to talk about. I mean, you, you talk about and this your, is you know, this is how we do breakfast anyway. Uh, so. that, that, that's <laughs> yeah. right. And, and, and maybe that's and maybe that's uh, and maybe that's as as good as it's going to get. But uh, it, it, it would be interesting, I think, for us to, to have a little bit of a conversation about mm-hmm. how to have a conversation about a complex issue and, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and to consider mechanisms uh, in, in the future. Maybe one of these conversations would be to, to, to talk about mechanisms for dealing, having a conversation about a very complex issue. You know, yeah. how, how could you go about doing it? I think that, that would be fun. That would be useful. It's a, a, meta, a, a meta discussion about discussions. Yeah, I, have a, I had a friend from high school, um, a friend of his came into town that he'd known from earlier, and we didn't have debate in, in our high school. It just, just wasn't on the table, but uh, this guy was from Marietta, Ohio, and they were well known for their debate team. Mm-hmm. And you would get handed, goes back to your earlier conversation of, you'd be handed an opinion or a, a position to take that you might not agree with. Right. And the closest we got, and you had to make your case, and you were, you were measured on, the judges would measure you on how well you made or broke down, or basically how well you executed the protocol of the debate. And what I hear you saying here is, let's, we should discuss the protocol of discussing complex issues. That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. That, that's exactly my point. Yeah. And, and, and my, okay, so I'm, I agree completely. What I don't trust is those who would then come in to be able to say, so that's in an island, you know, that, that's, that, we need to do that. And the things we can't do anything about, but I feel that we'll have a great bearing on any type of effort to do so, is that, A, that conversation would be shadow banned or, you know, in, in the current environment, or those who are put into a position to judge the outcome of that aren't willing to engage in those same rules. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, at least on an island, we, we need to get those skills back of how to carry out what you just discussed, yeah, sure. the, the yeah. protocol of a discussion. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, thanks, Jim. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be, actually. Well, you know, just, just to kind of <laughs> go on that... Um, we both kind of rolled in this morning and I'm setting the stuff up and uh, I'm like, all right. And this is kind of how we do it. Um, just kind of breaking through the fourth wall of what are we going to talk about today? Oh, they've got the big thing hanging from yesterday. But at the same time, we typically don't discuss what we're going to discuss ahead of time so that it's fresh. But it took us a little time to kind of warm up, get through the screaming kid. Then we, Got a circle around, right? Yeah, exactly. And then we circled around and we're like, okay, those neurons in the back are finally firing. Yep. I think we hit it. So. And, and that's that's probably one characteristic of how you talk about complex issues. So. Yeah. You got to let them simmer sometimes. Yep. Thanks, Tim. Enjoyed it. And that brings to a close another one of our Breakfast with Dr. Tim episodes of the Mike Newman Show. Um, Feel free to visit uh, the show website, which is where we keep the show notes at mikenewman.show. And my name is not spelled as phonetically as you might think. It's M-I-K-E-N-E-U-M-A-N-N, two N's at the end, and dot show. And all the rest of this will be around that 
Um, nice thing is that domain name was available. That's what's kind of cool about having a last name like that. Anyway, another way for feedback is to visit comments.mikenewman.show. Uh, that's where we have an ActivityPub server that um, integrates with some stuff I'll tell you about here in a minute. But then, of course, there's good old email. So you can just drop me an email at M-I-K-E, that's Mike, at MikeNewman.show. And uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, appreciating, appreciate you uh, sharing the word around. Um, as, as I may have mentioned earlier on in this whole process, uh, mainly two reasons for doing this podcast to begin with. One is to just uh, archive some conversations and thoughts that uh, Dr. Tim Jurgensen and I have had over the years just meeting for breakfast. So part of that is just welcoming you into that discussion. And um, you know, for our purposes and our families and whatever, just, just recording that. Um, it's, it's, it, it's been a good experience for the both of us over the years, and, and we really enjoy our friendship and uh, time discussing. And uh, another is, uh, why the podcast? Um, well, you know, I could just record it, but um, I've been very interested and very engaged in a project called Podcasting 2.0, and uh, there's probably someday they'll have a website that, that brings it all together, but uh, one of the major aspects of that is expanding, protecting uh, the art of podcasting, uh, for example, and one of the best ways to experience that is through a new podcast app. So uh, Podcasting 2.0 has expanded what podcasts can do, both for the podcaster, the podcast listener. Our last episode is actually a pretty good example of that, where I was able to actually spend some time putting effort into organizing chapters with, because um, chapters is one of the additions brought by Podcasting 2.0 to the podcasting experience experience, excuse me. Um, and you'll see there, there are chapters broken out into the, um, into the episode. There are, uh, within each chapter, I put an image and uh, a link to information about uh, what we're discussing in that chapter. And as you may have guessed with uh, Dr. Tim and I, it's all ad lib. We're just rolling. So uh, it's kind of a challenge to come up with uh, meaningful chapter breaks that aren't too frequent. So um, anyway, that's an example of what Podcasting 2.0 is bringing. Additionally, is something called value for value, and that is how to give value back, whatever value experience um, listening to this podcast. Um, you know, so typically you could, you know, hit somebody's PayPal link, which is available. Uh, that, that's on the website as well, and it is part of the, the podcast itself, that information is a link to uh, my uh, PayPal, uh, you know, send, send a little cashola uh, as, as a form of thanks and, and uh, encouragement. Another is streaming Satoshis and Boostagrams. I won't get into all of that right now, but how do you do all that? How do you see those chapters? How do you have the ability to send back value uh, through Satoshis, which is a fraction of, of Bitcoin? Um, you would go to newpodcastapps.com. And that is hosted by, uh, it's, it's part of the podcastindex.org website, which in fact is uh, one of the core capabilities and core objectives of Podcasting 2.0 is to have a, an index that is truly independent of Spotify, iTunes, or any other corporate interest that uh, could restrict or 
uh, you know, just basically play games with what you're able to listen to and what you're able to produce. Um, I would highlight a few of the apps in here. All of these are, you know, there's an interesting list there, and they're all broken out by supported elements of Podcasting 2.0. Uh, but um, some to take interest in or to, to, to just get your wheels spinning on is CurioCaster. Uh, so CurioCaster and PodFriend and Podverse that I'm aware of, those three have a web presence. So you can actually go to those websites, CurioCaster.com, Podverse.fm, and PodFriend, I forget what the link is for that, uh, PodFriend.com. Those are all browser-based uh, or have a browser presence for you to listen uh, just on your PC. Uh, Podverse has an app on uh, Apple and iOS. Uh, Podfriend, I believe, is... Oh, it has several, um, basically, presences. Uh, you can get it on Windows. You can get it in your browser. Uh, Android is coming soon, but it is definitely uh, in beta, actually, on, on iOS. And then another uh, app that is uh, so fountain i may have mentioned if i didn't i my bad uh fountain.fm is the website they have an app on ios and android uh very cool um presentation uh, uh experience in that application as well as uh, a lot of things doing with uh, clips and um yeah just the, their clipping uh, approach is is very uh, very engaging and one final one is uh Breeze, which is basically a, a it's a payment um, tool, uh, really focusing on Lightning, which again is related to Bitcoin. But um, they have a section in there on uh, podcasts, so it's basically a payment tool or payment um, uh, infrastructure that happens to also be a uh, pretty good podcast player. So those five apps should really get you going on what is going on with value for value what's going on with Podcasting 2.0, and I believe at least uh, CurioCaster, Podverse, Fountain, and Podfriend are all in on the chapters game, if I remember that right. So give those a list, look. Um, you know, that's probably the, <laughs> the biggest run through uh, Podcasting 2.0 will do today, but I always want to do that in each episode because uh, the folks at podcastindex.social are really bringing their A-game uh, really for the last two years and exceedingly so in the last year to move podcasting forward. And uh, that, to me, as you can tell, is is a passion for me, and that's why I bought all this equipment. Literally, is just to give myself the ability to record this stuff, to put a feed together, and to experiment, try out the new features in Podcasting 2.0. Might not much might not be much of a podcast. I might not be much of a podcaster. That's okay. I'm having fun and uh, trying out this tech. Meanwhile, uh, recording uh, conversations to me that I'm sure I will look back on uh, in the future with my friend, Dr. Tim Jurgensen. So once again, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we look forward to doing an episode and look forward to hearing from you. Take care.